Hello, everyone. This is John Burgos, and welcome to the second call of season 17 on the On the Ordinary Show. And I am pumped up about this season. There is so much that is happening, and while some of it can seem a little topsy-turvy, a little un- unsettling, and, and we talked about that season through season sometimes as the different energies come up, but God, the energies that are filled right now are so exciting, and while they may be taking us deep into things that um, that seem like they're hard or seem like we thought we were finished with them, um, it's actually an invitation to get even more intimate with ourselves, to connect to the higher spectrum of energy that we're all capable to as we each progress through these layers of light codes and activations. And we have the most amazing facilitators, teachers, guides on this season. And one of the most amazing ones, one of my favorite people, uh, dear friend, Joe Renee Feeler is with us tonight. And she has got so much to share. If you're not familiar with Jill, um, she brings this very loving, rebellious um, energy that it reminds me of that Kalima energy that I'm going to love you and really eliminate what doesn't serve in the field um, with whatever it is that I have to do. Um, But again, there's such love. There's such truth. There's these embedded transmissions uh, that really serve as a springboard. Uh, to not only go deep, um, but to go deep up and ground it all back in so that we can have this beautiful experience that we're meant to have as humans on earth, um, creating heaven on earth. So, again, it's going to be a phenomenal call today with Jill. Uh, Jill's bringing in the goddess Isis light code activation, so you're definitely going to want to hang on to participate as Jill channels Isis, and we wonder what's going to come through, but it's always expansive of Jill. And I had the pleasure of going on a retreat with Jill into Egypt. Um, and the expansiveness that happened there with this group of beings, light workers that were all there participating in these activations, uh, it's something that's living in each one of us that was there. And I know that Jill has taken that experience and just amplified it to just bring more resonance, more truth, and and really, again, amplify her ability to share that with others. So, again, I'm super excited. It's going to be a phenomenal call today. Um, And I want to tell you a little bit more about Jill in case you're new to her work. So, Jill Renee Feeler invites us into not just another dimension of ourselves, but into another spectrum of our humanity. She's boldly setting the stage for 21st century spirituality, ushering in a way of being divine while also being wholly human. She embodies awareness, wisdom, and unconditional love that turn present-day spiritual teachings on their head. Jill offers her audience and clients clear, game-changing tools by bypassing the limitations of this age, or for bypassing the limitations of the age, for connecting directly to your eternal energy field and your inherent sovereignty. As a rising star in personal growth industry, published author, and unforgettable speaker, um, who I've had the pleasure to co-speak with on stage and present. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and top-rated intuitive. Her fresh ideas come to life in awakening the soul for even the most advanced spiritual speaker and seeker. Um, and Jill, it's with that that I want to welcome you to our second day of Season 17. Thank you for helping us <laughs> open up the season. <laughs> You're so welcome. It's always easy to say yes to you and be on The Ordinary. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for 
inviting me back, and I'm really glad to be here and help you kick off the season 17. Season 17 is amazing. Jill, That's actually, awesome. before we get into it, some of the goddess Isis, the light activations, and a, a little bit deeper into the conversation, I wonder if you can share perhaps your awareness about what was imprinted in you during this um, retreat in Egypt. That, by the way, Jill leads the most amazing retreats. Um, she does a few a year, and you should check them out. But stay on this call while we do this, and you can check it out after the call. Um, what was your experience of integrating the Egypt experience, and how's, how has it helped you um, bring a different type of awareness into the work that you just so masterfully do on a continuous basis? Oh, thank you, Don. What a what a fun question. Because as you ask it, I'm just kind of contemplating like what, like all the different things it meant. I think the first thing that comes to my heart is that it there's part of me that it's a bit disconcerting when somebody you just met, that's your local guide, an Egyptologist, says to you by day two or day three, "You are Isis. You are Isis. You are the goddess Isis." Right. Um, with this intensity in her heart. And it's just like, um, you know, it. there's a part of me as Jill that's just um, like, uh, no, she's talking about the wrong person. But there's another part of me, John, that it's just like, okay, Jill, you got to stop playing and just like step into um, the fullness of what is available to you, to me, so that I can help set that energetic, I want to say vibration and wavelength for others in their mastery. That's mm. my passion, is helping others embrace, observe, own, and hopefully celebrate the soulful mastery that they have access to. That's my, that's my touchstone with everything. So I'm just, I don't like all the games of new age and spirituality and all of these concepts of you have to work up to a certain vibrational mm -hmm. range before you can access your light. It just, um, it, it doesn't work in my view um, and in my observation of what I see with the thousands of clients I'm blessed enough to work with. And there's another way to do this that is much more straightforward, much more honest and quicker and much better results, so it's it's good. But so that acknowledgement and acceptance of the connection that I have with that goddess Isis energy, and obviously most of I think most of your audience is very savvy. Most of your audience knows that there's a very strong connection to the goddess Isis energy with the Christ of Consciousness, Mary Magdalene, wh whom I had already felt a connection with before. So um, that rounding it out and then i don't know if you remember when we were on the nile the nile cruise part of the trip and i was doing many readings for people and then i i had to use the restroom and i said so somebody gets to do a reading for me and you did it you <laughs> gave me my mini reading and part oh, yeah. of it was the um do you remember you said you know the ancient the the egyptian mystery schools were something that you helped form in that timeline and I still just I I kind of melt a little bit even just right here I get those god bumps slash goosebumps and I just feel the acknowledgement of the roles that I've played in other timelines so it's it's weird uh, to me as Jill <laughs> and I'm sure your audience can relate to this in terms of the sense of grandness of who and what all of us are is our soulfulness and yet that natural kind of uh, human humility of well, that, that can't be right. I mean, I'm a 
white woman that lives in Idaho. I mean, how how special? I don't know. There's just an, it's, it's easy to kind of take yourself <laughs> off any any you know <laughs> any sense of you know wrong culture or whatever. Um, but this sense of taking myself more seriously has allowed me to embody even more of um, the activations, the healing, uh, the teachings, the authority, right? Because it does take a degree of authority to observe very popular teachings and say, I don't agree with that. There's a better way to do it, and it's this. Yeah, I think that's wonderful, Jill. And really what you're calling forward is the awareness that I have also that as as much as we stay in our humility and and many of you on the call also that are listening may hear from other people, you're such light. You're so amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel so comfortable around you. Um, you're maybe even called leaders in your community. And it seems a little um, bizarre because you're just being yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But what's really come up is the time for us to really claim the gifts that have been given to us as ours and to say, yes, I am this. Well, at the same time, just being humbly who you are without having to try on mm-hmm. being in, the, in that space of humility. You just are. And when you can balance both out and really step up with the energy that you're here to serve with as, as a service of love, just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when it carries real power, but it's truly time to own our gifts and all this bypassing it and and pretending that it's for somebody else and not us. Um, No, we're up for radical change, and it takes us to take a radical stance for what we are gifting to others and say yes to it. And by embracing that, we are the ones that are collaborating to change this world. Collaborating. I love that word. I always want to put conspiring in there too. Conspiring and collaborating. Yes, leave it to you. Conspiring. I love it. The good kind of conspiring. I love that. Absolutely. So as we're stepping into these energies and and access in a different way, um, as we integrate this information and, and we're being taught by people like you who are, again, just exponentially amplifying this field for us, what are we missing from our process in actually being our light here? Mm. Oh, I love this. Okay. So there there are so many excellent teachings about how to amplify your light in general, how to raise your vibration. But what's missing is the the key understandings, and I want to say acceptance, which some of us have not wanted to accept, the practical matters of this reality and how earth works because if we don't fully appreciate and accept the way that light works here, right? Because light, as it works in other realities, in other dimensional ranges, right, in other timelines, as our higher selves, that's wonderful. And yet, we're clearly in the human bodysuit right now. So the, the playing field that we're in is very different than the ideal. It's, it's the, the cold, hard facts of the matter of earth, right? So by missing that, those teaching, those concepts, that, that awareness, that reality, right, we actually discount our light because when, when we are doing so fabulous and we feel like we're just soaring and then we feel like we hit a brick wall or things didn't go the way that we wanted it to, whether we're a healer or an intuitive or just or I want to say just, but it's not just, 
one of those people that, that we know we bring joy and love and lightheartedness to this world. When we run into the, 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 the lower vibrational ranges that are also available here, sometimes it really throws us off and we get confused because the most common thing I see with, with a lot of my clients is, well, I thought I was doing really well. I thought I was really you know, raising my vibration. I thought I was doing great. And then this happened. And their interpretation is, since, since I lowered my vibration there, I must not be as far along as I thought I was in my enlightenment <laughs> process, right? And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to give them a hug and say, no, 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 what if you're not doing anything wrong? What if that's the way this track of earth operates and that you are all the light that you thought you were and more, but you just were missing some of the key facets of how this reality works, because, see, that's not in the sacred teachings. That's not in the doctrine. That part of Jesus' experience and Buddha's experience, they, we don't talk as much about that. And that's depriving us of fully owning mm. the light that we are while we're here. We're, when it, I mean, that's, that's what we're facing here. So that's, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest thing that we're missing is the, the key, uh, I want to say operating principles of, like, Light on Earth, the last part being the most important, light on Earth. <laughs> We've got the light yeah. part pretty good. It's the on Earth, on Earth part where I feel like I'm um, really pulling back the veil for a lot of people and a lot of just like relief and release as they hear it, as, as I share key things in private sessions or in different classes. Um, there's just so many just, it's comforting. And it's like, oh, my God, why didn't I know that? Why didn't they tell me that 10 years ago? Um, yeah, so I'm, I love to, to make our light, being our light easier here. It's hard enough. Right. I, I love your explanation of this and your awareness around it because it really, just the awareness by itself is liberating. And I see it kind of like it's, we're spirit, but we come here in form when we put on these spacesuits. And imagine an astronaut wearing a spacesuit. It's clunky. You can't move around in the same way that you can. It's not as freeing and as facile as mm. you are when you're liberated from that suit. And why would it be any different here wearing, like, this armor and this constriction? And But we get to have an amazing experience while we're here as well. And when we learn how to work with it, we can really optimize it and enjoy the experience for really the gift that it's illuminating for us. Mm, I love how you said that. Yeah. yeah. The gift that it's illuminating. Yeah, perfect. Mm. Yeah, but being so, hard so on you, ourselves. You, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you get into positive thinking, and there's, mm. uh, I love your perspective around <laughs> positive thinking, and I'd love it if you could into it a little bit because it's uh, – Jill has a way of flipping things on what you think it's going to be. It's <laughs> going to be something else. But, again, the awareness, the flipping of the belief systems, the, um, the interruption is enough to really set our trajectory in a way that sets us free from the way that we've been so programmed to. Hmm. Programmed, right. <laughs> we need some updated programming. So with positive thinking, and I do see this a lot with my client work, there are so many examples of somebody saying, you know, I was doing this, and I was doing this, and I have this daily practice, and I'm staying positive, but this happened. And again, there's that sense of that they failed or they must be doing it wrong because they thought they were being as positive as they could be, and yet something negative happened to them. So there's this sense of 
they are walking around with the teaching that if I'm just positive enough, in other words, if I'm just high vibe enough, then negative things won't happen to me. I'll be immune to the normal operating ways of this world, right, that we'll just high vibe ourselves right out of any negativity in this world. So it's very, uh, it can be very deflating <laughs> to somebody that, uh, that wants to believe they can just soar above all the red lights all the full parking spaces at the grocery store, or whatever. So if every if 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 you are listening, somebody someone, and you're you just feel like you are one of those people that can manifest all green lights and all the perfect parking spots, then just you can ignore me because you're you must have a different way of working at your energy and your magic in this world than most of us. So this this reality check that we can be extremely high vibe and extremely positive, and yet we aren't doing it wrong if we bump into some unfortunate or unpleasant experience. That doesn't mean we're doing it wrong. There's no need to uh, conclude that you, you're not high vibe enough if something negative happens to you. What if it's just something, and this is really going to potentially upset some people, what if something unpleasant happening to you or happening to someone you love is just a random thing that happened here in this reality? What if it has what if that unfortunate thing has no meaning, has no purpose, your soul or somebody else's soul isn't excited it happened, they didn't plan it? It's just what I call unconsciousness in motion. That's a mind bender for a lot of people because they've been a lot of a lot of amazing, beautiful, very wise, very savvy individuals have been walking around with the idea that everything happens for a reason, everything is is consciousness and action, but it doesn't take enough account for all the other random things that happen when people aren't thinking. I mean, just think about like a teenager or something. Why did you do that? Why did why didn't you get your homework done? I don't know. They they literally mm-hmm. don't know. There wasn't a, well, I really wanted it to be late, and I wanted to get a lower grade, and I wanted the teacher to get mad at me, and I wanted my parents to get mad at me. That's what I wanted, right? The, no. <laughs> they weren't thinking. Right. And there's a lot of lack of thinking. There's a lot of lack of consciousness in this reality. So to to pretend that that does not happening to others, to us even sometimes, that's not fair. That's not honest. That's not intellectually honest. So it, dis, it deprives us of being a fuller expression of our light by discounting or ignoring the way that energy actually works here, I would say the majority of the time. So some are probably, there might be an inner child version of themselves really upset about this idea and thinking, well, shoot, I thought, I was I was hoping actually that if I was just positive enough that my life would get better. But it's more complicated than that. And I I feel like everyone really knows that but they haven't wanted to say it and I feel there aren't enough teachers being honest about this. There are things that happen here that nobody planned, nobody wanted to happen, but it did happen. So let's bring our light, let's bring our high vibeness into those experiences too. I love that, Jill. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 
No, go mm. no, go ahead. I want to. You were like, wait, you just said Buddha. <laughs> you just said Buddha. Yes. <laughs> so what what the Buddha is offering here is it makes, and I'm just going to let him speak. This approach that Jill is speaking of makes everything so much easier, because the way that I see this beautiful audience, your light gets so so big, and then you you contract it when you think you've done it wrong or something negative happened to you, and that you can't trust yourself, or or maybe and, you can't trust your reality. But you can trust your light. You can trust the fact that your higher self always has your back, that source creator God is always cheering you on, and that in the more expanded version of yourself, whether it's you call it the higher self level, the soul level, even a future version of yourself, would not be surprised by any negative thing that would happen to you. But that doesn't mean it was planned, and it doesn't mean anyone's happy about it. So by accepting the, uh, the real vibrational range that you're interacting with, which includes negativity, you're more savvy and masterful at being the light that you are, no matter what's happening to you in your life. Wow, relaxing into that, Jill. And Buddha, thank you. Um, hmm. So, Jill, or Buddha, who it's hmm. as this negative energy comes up in its inner field and unconsciousness and motion, if you will, um, how do we become more familiar with that? Because it's, I understand and I've had experiences where that denser energy can linger and try to, I'll call it manipulate certain mm-hmm. outcomes that aren't necessarily for um, expanding our life, but rather from dimming it. So do I understand you that you're, you're asking the question, like, what do we do about it? Is that, is that fair? Is that correct? Absolutely. And also talk about yeah. whatever forces may be at work. Um, yeah. That that want to perpetuate the the shutdown of the light being as bright as it can be. Okay, I'm going to let Isis answer this answer this part. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. So let's just all settle in here. Uh, slow down your breathing. Allow your body to relax. Give your mind a big hug as we receive something that maybe our mind didn't know beforehand. Okay. Mm. So it's valuable to appreciate that in your reality, there's an extremely wide range of energy from negativity to extreme positivity. So that's the, that's the playing field. That's the arena. That's the, that's the racetrack, right? So by pretending that at a certain vibration of light or level of activation of your soulfulness within your human journey, that you would only be operating at one positive end of that spectrum is not giving enough credit to the lower vibrational ranges that you are a part of by having a human body suit and by being a part of Earth at this time. Some of you don't like that. 
So your mastery may be rebelling against that notion. And as ISIS, I want to tell you, I respect that rebellion. I respect the fact that some of you are almost wanting to refuse to admit the facts of that matter. Fun. And yet, when something does go off the rails in an unfortunate manner, bringing your light into your presence, your consciousness, your chosen responses, your chosen interpretation of, of how, how, how that could have happened is imperative to you staying in the stable range of your light-based energy. So why is the negativity even on earth? Why is the negativity bothering a beautiful being like you that's clearly incarnated to be the light, to be the light of source creator God in your way on earth? Why would that negativity get in your way? And it's because of the way earth was designed. Earth was designed with the option, also called free will, for consciousness, unconsciousness, joy and sadness, pain and pleasure, it has a range to it that is very special and very unlike most other realities. So is it annoying while you're in the bodysuit? Probably. It was for me when I was, when I was in my ISIS role. And yet at the broader level of consciousness that all of you have available to you, you can actually create a part of yourself that accepts the negativity, but not being, not pretend, you don't have to pretend to be excited about it. You don't have to pretend that you like it. If you drop a rock on your foot, you don't have to fake a smile on your face and pretend it didn't hurt, Right? You can accept a version of your eternal light, bringing it into the fullness of the earthly landscape. So this experiment that's been going on since maybe 1962, about if we're just positive enough, we won't have the negativity, that was exciting. And yet, it didn't give enough credit to the natural landscape that Earth had been designed with and that you face on an everyday basis. So this not only relates to you and your journey and the light that you are when you are facing an unfortunate or terribly unpleasant or even tragic experience, it also relates to how you interact with your fellow humans. Because what I witness a lot of you doing is when something bad happens to someone else, especially if they're not like you in terms of if they're not dedicated to their soulfulness, if they're not dedicated to nurturing and um, supporting their light in your reality, when something bad happens to them, the first thing your mind normally does is they could have avoided that if they were just positive enough or they could have avoided that if they just or higher, higher vibrational range. But that's not true. I wish it were. 
I wish it were because I don't like the pain on earth any more than you do. I don't I wish a rock could turn into a feather if you were just a loving, kind enough person that, that didn't need any lesson related to to the painfulness of gravity. But that's not earth. So let's give you the credit that you deserve as your soulfulness, that you knew the, those properties of earth before you even got there. You knew these truths before you got there. And there were so many ways that you wanted to be your light, dedicate yourself to love and light and well-being on earth, high vibe ways of living and creating and harmony and joy and beauty, that none of that pain, none of that hurt would get in the way of the eternal status of your light. There's something really important that happened right there. Something was offered to your ego, your storyteller, about what it means when somebody's in pain. It doesn't mean that they were out of their light. It doesn't mean that they were low vibe. It doesn't mean that they were doing a bad job at thinking positively. It just means that they're having a human bodysuit experience that includes that range of energy. It's not personal. It's not a low a low mark on your on your school record. It's part of the earthly range and vibration. And there are benefits to that at the grand scheme of things that are very difficult to even try to explain, but I'm I'm happy to try if you have follow up questions. But this this wide range of how consciousness can be from being super uber conscious and capable of even hearing a message like this all the way towards a version of of unconsciousness that would be totally oblivious to anything of an eternal vibration of anything of of soulfulness and beauty and love unconditional love and grace and forgiveness so I applaud this group at how exceptionally, how masterfully you keep raising the consciousness range. If you think of that like a ruler, you keep pushing out that end of the ruler of how much light you can hold in your bodysuit. And I'm, I, I cheer you guys on every day. I, I, they, did, they did it again. They broke the, they broke the record again. They've got more light in their bodysuit. My prediction is that you'll keep going farther, keep extending that range of how much light, how much love, how much grace, how much compassion, how much genius, gloriousness you can hold in your bodysuit when you more fully accept that there is another end of that ruler and sometimes the other end of that ruler bumps into you and bumps into people that don't deserve it. It just happens. So what I witness happening here is it's almost like your soulfulness has its hands on its heart and it's like unfolding these angel wings, allowing for further grace, further forgiveness of your human, allowing you to more fully accept how truly special 
how well-designed you are, how well-built you designed you to be light and love and glory in a human bodysuit and that you weren't doing it wrong. You were always doing it right. And by trusting that, you're going to keep, again, extending the range of light and human form. And the support that you have for that, if you could hear us celebrating and calling out your name with the ringing of the bell of ding, 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 they did it again, another record, another personal best, Mm -hmm. you'd never doubt yourself again. Wow, big message. Um, and allowing that to integrate. I'm I'm curious about the awareness um, behind the collective scheme of things of what we're experiencing in the world and what collectively we're we're choosing to experience and build up to as well because of the range that we keep stepping into. Um, how do we know when we're actually processing for ourselves or or enlightening within ourselves and remembering what's available to us um, and using that light for for causes that help humanity as well? Because I, for some of the things that I see happening is that there's a lot of spiritual bypassing that can happen that, again, people want to be in that positive thinking and, and that's going to help promote something and, and and help shift the things that um, we would rather not want to shift or go deeper into, if you will, into the shadow aspect of it. Uh, But again, on a collective basis, what I feel also is that when we get into that mode, there seems to be apathy that gets created for other causes that can, that can benefit from us really expanding into our light and being able to hold that field so that we can help to collect, so that we can be of assistance to the collective and remembering Mm. what's available. Oh, I hear you on that. So, John, I would love it. Could you share a specific example? Because I'm I'm sensing that you have some some big ones that are, I want to say, bothering you (laughs) that you want to address, and I'd love to hear it. Well, I think for the apathy part of it, it's – I mean, if we look at what's going on in the United States, just in general, there's a lot of people that are forming groups. They're complaining about what's going on, but there's no action taking place. And my awareness is that there's this calling um, through what looks like an an external mirror that's reflecting back to us what we haven't healed within ourselves. And that, for me, is the true calling. Mm. If something's bothering us there, what is it that it's triggering in us and why? And as we shift that within ourselves, as we bring awareness to it and embrace the shadow aspect as part of the experience that we came here to experience because it wants to gift us in the most benevolent way, um, that it automatically guides us to that in which we're supposed to be of service to just because we're so overflowing with this light and want to gift it out to other people. Oh, I've got got one. Yeah, that's so good. Yes. Okay. I hear you. And wait, I don't want to cut you off, though, if I interrupted you. No, no. And with Kuan Yin, and just briefly, I mean, that can be issues with politics, uh, you know, yes. how leaders are, are ruining the world or, you know, environmental issues or child abuse. And how do we interject mm-hmm. there? I mean, it can be any one of those things. But uh, again, if Kuan Yin's coming in, please let me stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. This is, it's fun for me, too, because I'm like, wait, Kuan Yin's knocking on the door here. Okay, let me let me adjust to her vibration here. 
guess I guess I view many of you differently than you view yourselves. If you show me somebody like Donald Trump and you're you've decided that you just can't love someone like that, I think you're underestimating yourself. Hmm. It's it's not a love is not about agreement. Love is not about approval. Love is not about acceptance and and saying you're you're for what they're doing. That's that's not the that's not what I mean by love. So when Isis was talking about this range of vibration that you have access to, some of you have put boxes around or or doors like a vault on a bank guarding the gold, right? I will not allocate my gold, my love to that person or that person or that whole group or anybody with that letter behind their name or that party. That takes more energy than you're realizing because you're making your love, and you probably know what I'm going to say next, you're making your love conditional and that's not natural for you guys. That's not how you built yourself. So part of you are probably already leaping to, how do I do that? How do I love somebody like Donald Trump? How do I love somebody like whomever? There's a, there's a long list of examples of people <laughs> that you're probably not very happy with. How do you do that? Let's get practical. Let's put your left hand, please, right on your heart and make sure it's on your heart. Some of you, when we say put your hand on your heart, it's on your chest and your heart is probably six inches lower than that. Yeah, right there. Good job. Feeling the pressure of your hand against your heart. Okay, that's a great start right there. Your higher self knows how to love every human on the planet. And it has nothing to do with your mind and what you think of someone. You are more likely to positively impact and promote positive change in another person by your leaving some of your gold having some of your love online in motion for somebody that you disagree with. So I'm not talking to your mind. I'm talking to your soulfulness. I'm helping you activate your love angle. Angle like degrees in mathematics. The love angle can sneak in beyond the mind, beyond the rationality, beyond the intelligence of but, 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 but nothing. You're a vessel of love. That's how I know you. I don't care how diabolical someone may seem. Your ability to love them is better than anyone else's on the planet. So if you're withholding your love for someone, even if you don't know them, right, you are actually continuing to 
quarantine that individual from your positive energy. When ISIS was talking about you continuously breaking records, adding more and more, holding more and more light, we're talking about purity of light. That's the record breaking that's going on. It's the purity of light. You're going to smash those records in an amazing way once you can freely allow the love to be available unconditionally. Just like ripping off or melting down the vault doors. That you don't even have to think about it. That you're a vessel of love for anyone here. For everyone here. And the part of you that is discerning, that has boundaries, that makes decisions about what you support and what you don't support, we're not asking you to get rid of that at all. That's an important system to have online with you on earth. We're talking about what's behind that vault door, though, and that's the gold. That's you. That's what you brought into this reality. It's a new gold. You brought it with you. You don't mine it. You created it. You're a gold factory. You're a love factory. You've got more than enough. It's not going to drain you. It'll pump you up because it's, it's your natural wiring. It is unnatural for you to cordon off your love for only certain individuals and certain causes and certain things. Now, the tuning of the love, that's the next step. That your love isn't saying, I'm okay with everything that anyone wants to do. The tuning of your love, like tuning a radio dial, synthesizing the equipment of your soulfulness. This is the next step. So I want you to move your hands. If you've taken it off, move it right down below your navel, right down below your belly button, right down into your that sacral chakra. Span your fingers wide so you're covering a good portion of your lower chakra centers. Good job. Again, nice pressure there so you can feel the pressure of your hand against your body. You are tuning your support for what matters to you. That I will offer my love. I want amazingly good, positive, joyful, beautiful, pleasant, lovely, healing experiences for everybody here. So anybody that's operating in a, in a creation mode that's the opposite of that, I'm going to offer an ingredient to help twist that energy up into an upward spiral. So see, by doing that, you don't have to control who gets your love. You just have a rhythm to it that's supporting, I want to say, a range of activities, a range of creation that you want to support. And that's what you were probably missing before. That's why you were cordoning off that love, because you didn't have that third step. So you, were, you didn't want to condone or give any extra energy to something you disagreed with. But it's very different to hold back your light versus just fully unleashing your light and tuning it to that rhythm of all things upward spiraling. And what I'm imagining right now is that some of these toxic 
world leaders, some of these selfish, greedy individuals that just can't seem to find their way forward to using their leader position, leadership position for the good of all. What I'm imagining is that they're softening. Their heart is opening like a lotus flower. There's a light in from behind their eyes turning on. There's a range of consciousness like the window shades opening up from a dark, musty, disgusting hotel room. And a breeze is blowing through the windows and the dust is clearing and there's a sparkle, there's a shine like fairies and elementals came in and cleaned up the entire room with beauty and light and cleanliness. Cleanliness to allow for positive decisions to be made by those that have the authority to make decisions that impact others and even personal decisions for themselves. Your energy supports that more than you realize. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you to every single one of you that participated in that. So step four here is putting a smile on your face. Letting yourself celebrate and relax into the idea that you don't have to manage your love. You're pre-tuned for upward spiraling energy. You don't need to manage that. You've already tuned it. It's all good. Let the love flow. Good job. It's, I, I'm just pausing after each one of these transmissions because it's, God, there's so much depth of it, but also so much um, holding of that state of frequency that reminds us of this access that we have. And, and, and against that handhold from all the facilitation and support that we have from so mm. many different places of love um, to remind us who we are, what we have access to, and that it's safe, mm. that it's part of our empowerment, that it's part of our love um, to hold us. It's not missing from us, but it's innately mm. us. And, and again, what I love what you bring through, Jill, is is your ability to tap into this field and again, help us support ourselves in it and the remembrance and the sharing of it um, for what's coming through. So, again, this is so phenomenal. Uh, Joe, what you do so masterfully in this, and, again, just the access to these benevolent energies and the different forms that they come in is something that you lead through in private sessions tremendously. Um, and I'm mentioning this because part of the special offer is the offer to work with Jill uh, for a 30-minute session one-on-one on top of the package. And I'm only bringing it up now. We'll go through the package in a few minutes. Um, but there's 100 spots that um, we're limited to on the show because we're honoring. It, Jill has a life, and I know we're going to sell out these really fast, and 100 sessions is a lot. 
Um, but if you're interested in a private session with Jill, it's, I highly recommend it. Um, you'll not only get these messages, but you'll get them personalized for you. And um, the session mm. that, the mini session that you did for me in Egypt on, mm. you know, on the Nile. Were we in the Nile then or no? We were actually in yeah. a different city. No, we were back in Cairo. Um, we were at the Fairmont Hotel. That's when we did That's yours. right. We were, yeah. we were back in Cairo and it's, First of all, Jill was going around in circles giving, you know, 15-minute readings for everybody. And it's <laughs> it's the, the, the goosebumps, the tears that were flowing, the smile, the awareness, the knowing from the truth that was coming through was absolutely phenomenal. But the message that Jill had for me in particular obviously stuck. Um, and not only did that message get amplified, but I had other people who read for me after I got back, which I do because of the show, and I like to get into people's process on how they facilitate our group, um, what they were reading off the field was so in alignment with what you helped to, what you helped me to remember. And, and I honestly believe um, that you helping me bring in that awareness while we're in Egypt, while the energy was there, uh, talking about top. And by the way, someone mentioned top and the energy that was coming in through him to me two weeks ago. Like top's mm. there to help you. He wants to help you ride. He wants you to bring in new language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what you shared and helped to, again, amplify my field. And I think that was shining the way that it was for this person to be reading me a couple of weeks ago because of the yeah. awareness that you brought in and what I was carrying in my energy field that said it's a little bit easier for me to share that so that others can see it and can, and can oh help lead my mm. hand in the bigness of what yeah. that could possibly be. And like I said earlier, it's time for us to step into our bigness, Mm -hmm. into our love. Mm -hmm. Our love is not too big. It is is not true that we are too much for people to receive. It's actually the opposite. It's time for us to be the love that we are so that people can get accustomed to receiving uh, what they are innately deserving to receive just because of who they be. Oh, I love yeah. that. And I'm just going to add on to that because um, I'm feeling this from ISIS. It's not too much love for others when it's not too much for you. When um. you can hold space for you being this this bigger, grander, amazing vessel of love, light, wisdom, healing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you make it okay for you and that allows others to be more okay with it they may not be okay with it and that's okay but you have a higher probability of others i want to say embracing it accepting it on some level by you creating a space for your own ego your story your sense of who and what you are your identity in that vibration no, John, something that you were saying there about the about the session that you got, Isis was just showing me this, and it's kind of rocking my world here. As she says it, she's, and I'm just going to let her say it, because it's about me, and it feels kind of weird, but it's her in me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the her-me duo, right? Um, I love I'm gonna let her. I'm going to let her say this. Part of what we did in the, what's commonly known as the Egyptian mystery schools, we were offering and inserting, but just for the offering, not inserting like there wasn't free will. There was a role that I played at Isis, as, as Isis in the Egyptian mystery schools 
I, <clears throat> I'm a creator of templates. And with that creator template role, I'm handing it to anyone that I'm interacting with. And it's, oh, do you want to see yourself this way? This is an option for you. And the best example I can come up with is it's kind of like cars, right? There's the, the, you know, the lowest end of a car that has just you know, three, maybe three cylinders in the engine, and then there's the super, super sophisticated, really high-end car from probably a totally different manufacturer, right? There's the Porsche, and there's what used to be the Yugo, right? Some forget within the human forgetting model, the veiling, they forget the option of the Porsche, of the Tesla, of the Mercedes, right? So part of what I, I did as ISIS and what Jill does very naturally, and she doesn't even realize she's doing it, she's helping, she's working with your higher self to reconfigure a creation template for you to step into, for you to step into. Now, as ISIS, there were many philosophers, mathematicians, scientists, some that were all of those and more artists that were coming through the mystery schools. We didn't talk about it in this way, but that's what I was doing. Jill has this unusual preoccupation and fondness for the mathematician Pythagoras. I helped play a role in Pythagoras seeing himself. That's not me taking credit. That's me showing a version of a mirror that's amazing. Whether, whether the other chooses to see themselves in that level of grandness, grandeur, glory, it's completely up to them. But the mirror that I hold up is by design. Jill does that same thing. Mm. Yes, Jill does. It's so interesting. It's just, I mean, it's like, do you want the Tesla version of you, right? And I, I get what, I'm sorry, I'm just leaving, I'm sliding back in here as Jill. I totally get what she's saying, and I like the metaphor that, that, that she used. Um, or simile, whatever appropriate word is there. But it's like, do you want the Tesla version of yourself or do you want, you know, the bus pass version of yourself? And, you know, there's personal preference there, right? Some people are intimidated by the grandest version of themselves because it feels like too much responsibility. I would offer it's more painful to pretend you're not the Tesla, to pretend you only have a bus pass. When, you, when there's a part of you that knows you're capable of amazing everything of you, amazing responses to challenges, amazing ideas, amazing creations, amazing services. Um, that could be anything, whether you're a banker, an attorney, a physician, a homemaker, a mother, a daughter, a husband, a son. You know, it's just there's so of all the roles that we play, to know that there's an amazing version of you that can be a part of that, no matter how others respond to you or not, that's, that's liberating. It's not, it's not burdensome. We were built for greatness. Oh. That's why we're here. 
That's why we, that's why you and I and the people on a call like this hang out together because we know it and we want to support it not only in other people, we want to support it in ourselves. I love that. And what I see is the fractal of that, Jill, is when we start feeling that we're not recognized who we are, that mm-hmm. people aren't seeing our capacity and we wonder why can't people understand mm-hmm. us or why do we not feel like we belong or fit in. And, and there's there's a dualistic um, thought here that's playing out. First of all, anytime that we separate ourselves from who we're not, we're actually inviting people to reflect that back to us. It's like you're not really showing us who you are, so we don't really know how to fall into you necessarily. We don't know. Mm. There's something in their awareness that says, yes, it's you, and we love the version of you that we see, and there is more. Where is that part? Um, Mm. And then there's the other one. It's the resonance thing. And what we're here to do also, and in owning, again, our authority, those divine Mm. gifts that are just inherent within us, the not fitting in doesn't become an issue because in the leadership, you're going to be automatically separated into leading that group, that community, and contributing exactly to where you're supposed to be. And there won't be a, I don't fit in, I'm understood. There'll be more of like, let me resonate and get in cohesion and harmonics with those who are ready to play with me at this level, with those who are ready to see it. And that amplifies the field for everybody else. I like that. And that can work for a lot of people. There's another way too, John, and I it, it may be different than what you described or it may be the same, an example of it. We'll, we'll find out in a second. But when I first started to have this, this inkling of what I had access to that I, that I never knew before, Um, I felt almost hungry to experience myself in that way. I didn't have clients. Nobody knew who I was or what I was doing, right? So my approach was I'm going to start sharing. I'm going to start writing messages and, you know, putting them on lightworkers.org 10 years ago. Um, I'm just, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to start sharing. I'm going to start putting things on YouTube. I'm going to start um, a podcast on Blog Talk Radio. I was hungry for me, I almost selfishly, to experience myself as a Jill in this expanded way that I sense I had access to. I, I realized that waiting for the world to ask that of me may never happen. So I, I think it was kind of a hacker way in that I didn't wait for the world to see me. I was very curious about seeing myself in this way. So for me, what happened with that, it's, it made it easier for others to see me in the way that I was allowing myself to see me. The, that approach to me makes more sense. And then the clearer and clearer I became about the light that I am, the, the way that I offer my light to support others, and, and the ways that I decided I didn't want to offer my light to support others, right? I, had some, I have some personal preferences there about how I do that. Then I could be more um, just kind of like, hey, does it, is this a match for you? Great. And if it isn't, that's okay. And being okay with that, that I'm not going to be everybody's flavor of ice cream. But if I'm a match for you, you pretty much know what you're getting. 
Um, and I'm very dedicated <laughs> to my flavor of ice cream, right? I'm very passionate. I'm very hardworking um, in so many ways. I'm very focused um, in in a fun type A way that sometimes we don't see within soulful sort of um, entrepreneurs. But yeah, I love it. So that for somebody that's like, well, I don't know, you know, because I have this myself. I hear from a lot of people, well, I don't know. I mean, my friends and family don't see me in any sort of soulful healer, you know, version of Christ of consciousness. So if if they don't see me, then maybe the rest of the world won't see me. That's actually not true. Your friends and family may be the least likely to see you as glorious. Why is that? Because they have a lot of preset expectations already of who and what you are. So to redo their expectation is harder than to set a fresh expectation with somebody you've never met. So the ego will say, well, that, I mean, you can't, I mean, you have to go through the people that know you, Jill. They have to approve you as like the light worker, the mastery, you know, whatever. They have to approve you first. You can't just, you can't just ignore the fact that they don't see you that way. Actually, yeah, you can. I did that. I did that. So, I mean, I'm going on my 25th wedding anniversary with my husband. I have two teenage daughters. They don't look at me in this way. They knew me before I was was this, this vibrational range of Jill. I never asked them to approve me. And that came in at one hour and 11 minutes into our show. So I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I love it. And I agree with you, Jill. And and it really shows where you were in your desire to share and this calling, this innate um, drive that, that, that was feeding something within you. Um, and I have to offer that my experience with a lot of people who call in from the show, there's confusion about, how to share, if to share, there, it doesn't feel safe. Um, and, of course, <laughs> the invitation is like it's, it's like it's by sharing that you relieve yourself of the suffering that you're putting yourself through trying to fit into somebody else's mold. Um, yeah. And, it's scary. You know, it's, it's, it can be extremely scary. Um, mm-hmm. But we also get to places like how scary not to be who we really are. How scary is it to keep living in this way that we feel shut down, that um, we're not expanding in the way that we know that we can in order to um, remain what we think would be stable, and it creates actually the opposite effect. It wobbles our field even more. Because once the light is open Mm -hmm. within us, as we try to shut it down, it creates more chaos when we try to be something that we're not. It's a very uh, broken energy field. You're right. Yeah. It's much more holistic um, to allow your sense of identity and who and what you are to be within your control versus within someone else's control. So that's not natural for us, right? We're, there's a lot of, remember what Isis was talking about earlier about the nature of this reality. Part of the way that that lower vibrational range stays intact is through these kind of cultural systems of others must approve of you, others must 
sanction your your expertise. You must have a certificate. You must have a degree. You've got to prove to people you're a healer, right? Um, there's a mm. lot of conventions that get in the way of this very esoteric kind of, I mean, and this is reminding me of the Egyptian mystery schools. We didn't pretend that it was a degree. We didn't pretend that it was a, a factory of of diplomas, right? It was very individualized. It was very unique and, and specific, but yet very, very general, very broad, very, very intangible. But it was incredibly activating. So anyway, I didn't want to get off course there, but going back to what you're talking about here, it is scary, you guys, but if you're waiting for the fear to go away, my guess is you'll never do anything. <laughs> right? So is it, and I love your I love your idea, John, that it's scarier to not do anything. I think that is true. And for some people, they've gotten so used to withholding what they're capable of that that has become very safe feeling. It feels very risk averse. There's there doesn't seem like well you know they think nothing can go wrong if I just stay here. But the thing is, you'll never know what could be going so right for you. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it is risky, though. It is scary. I, I, it's important for you to be honest with yourself about that. If you're thinking about doing something kind of out there and, you know, scary. <laughs> um, I, I wanted it bad enough that I, that I came up with, okay, this is what I'm afraid of, so I'll do this. This is what I'm afraid of, so I'll do this. So, for example, I was working in corporate still when I started my podcast on, and I started it on Blog Talk Radio because that seemed the easiest and fairly affordable, etc. I went by my first name and my middle name when I started out. I, it felt safer to me that my coworkers wouldn't, I mean, by the way, the chance, I mean, it is kind of funny and I'm just kind of make, maybe we can all laugh at ourselves with this. The idea that my company of like 30 people would have heard me, that I was on blog talk radio Tuesday nights talking about meditation and consciousness and enlightenment and all those things is like they would have, I, they would have all been more likely to get struck by lightning three times and won the big jackpot lottery five times, Right. The chances are so small, but still it felt risky. So I decided instead of my normal name that everyone knew me by as Jill Feeler, I decided to go by Jill Renee. No last name. There could be a lot of Jill Renees in the world. <laughs> so that felt safer to me, right? And there was still part of me like, what if they recognize your voice? I'm like, you know what? I think we're getting a little bit ridiculous here. Let's just go with Jill Renee and just do it. So I had to come up with ways that made me feel more safe, right, in doing something that felt definitely terrifying, but also quite exciting. So I just want to also add this, because you and I have, I think, done a really good job covering this in the other calls that we've done. Nobody has to do anything. You guys, your higher self does not have a checklist that it's like, you know, by December, you know, by December 2021, they better get to this level. They better be doing this. They better be doing that. No, this is this is a blank canvas. So literally, you get to decide as your humanness what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. That's within your authority. So even if you have somewhere on your canvas, 
write a book because somebody told you you're supposed to. And you, even if you've heard it 10 gazillion times from different readers, I hear this all the time. Well, apparently I'm supposed to write a book. And immediately I'm like, new canvas. Do you want to write a book? Well, no, not really. It doesn't even sound like fun. Then take it off. But I think I'm supposed to. Somebody said I was supposed to. You get to decide if they're full of crap. <laughs> it has never happened that somebody's died and in the afterlife their higher self said, you didn't write the book. Ten lashings for you. you got to go back. Right? right? Gotta yeah, go back. you're going. Yeah, you got to go back. Exactly. You did it wrong. <laughs> uh, bad egg, you know, like in Willy Wonka, right? No, it, it doesn't happen that way. So this, this idea of we have to get certain things done or I'm supposed to do this or I'm supposed to do that says who? Who are you giving your authority away to? It should be in your hands. Do you want to write a book? Do you want to do readings? Do you want to be an even better mother, an even better daughter? Um, do you want to just say, I'm done with this toxic relationship. I'm never talking to my sibling again, right? You get to decide. It's your life. Jesus is laughing and <laughs> clapping in the background. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's like, this yeah, is good. So this is good. <laughs> and again, it, it seems like we need those reminders and permission in the world that tells mm. us that we're supposed to do something to be identifiable and lovable. Um, yeah. And it's, that's not the truth. So it, this is yeah. so, so wonderful, Jill. And I actually want to get into um, the package because we actually, you actually go into unconsciousness revealed. And, and this is part of what runs those um police systems in certain aspects mm. and how deep you go into it um, and illuminate the truth behind it and really give us our power back through these teachings and revelations are, are just phenomenal. So I want to invite everyone on the call, click on the special offer button or go to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill17. It'll take you to the same special offer page. And like I mentioned earlier, Jill's offering private sessions for a limited amount of slots um, that she can add to her calendar. So if you're interested in a private session with Jill, which I highly recommend to get it so illuminating and empowering um, that you may want to take advantage of this, especially at this price. Uh, but Jill, if you would guide us through uh, the unconsciousness revealed uh, mm. program and also what people would receive in a private session with you. Okay. Um, let's talk about the private sessions first. So every private session is recorded. I was led by what I call my team to do that from the very beginning. Isis is on the team, Kuan Yin is on the team, Buddha is on the team, Jesus is on the team. The team, what I call my team, is basically any higher <laughs> higher consciousness that, that loves and wants great, great, amazing things for humanity is a member of my team. Steve Jobs comes through sometimes. John Lennon's come through. It's it's awesome. <laughs> the criteria is, oh, do they want... Oh, Jimi, oh, Hendrix, Jimi, Hendrix, yeah. Jimi Hendrix came through in one of oh, my God. sessions. And it, oh, but it makes God. so much sense. Oh, it was so anyway, cool. Anyway, that, that's, that's a whole different story. And the thread <laughs> that tied all that together, the synchronicity of me talking about his manager and someone introducing me to someone who managed this. It was just... It was just out of this world crazy. But we have anyway, to tell that I had story. To no, no, John, we have to tell that story. Do you want me to t tell my version of it? Yeah, absolutely. No, okay, so what I remember, well. what I what I remember, it was your it was your private session, and you were describing somebody that you'd met that was that knew somebody else, 
and you hadn't mentioned anything about Jimi Hendrix. And I said, I said, well, I just am going to interrupt here. Jimi Hendrix just said, that's a cool guy. And you, you were quiet for like a long time and you were like, okay. So the guy I was describing was Jimi Hendrix's first manager. Right. Do I have that? Am I remembering that story correctly? That's that's 100% accurate. And you had no idea about <laughs> no this idea. guy who he'd managed before nothing. I, it was a <laughs> general conversation that I gave to me. I, I just, I got the chills and I had to get, not much surprises me, but I was just blown away. It was like, really? How did you, how did you pull that out of the ether into the session? Right. It was crazy. No, don't have to. I just said she doesn't have to pull it. It's handed right to her. There was another client once. Um, I meet with him probably once a year. This His name is also John, actually. He lives on the Big Island in Hawaii. And after, I think it was his first or second session with me, I had this John Denver song in my head. And I couldn't get it out. And I was about to send him a session recording. And I sent like a YouTube link to the John Denver song. And I said, I don't know. I don't normally include a YouTube video of somebody's music, but this is this felt important for you. So he emails me back the next day. And he's like, Jill, I met John Denver. I knew him. And that song means so much to me. Mm. Wow. And I was just like, God, I mean, I think, you know, I just, it, I mean, I'm just giving John Denver a high five right now because that was so cool how he's like, can you include this, please? I don't know why. I don't need to know why. It's not about me, right? Anyway, so private sessions, I don't have a set, like, we're going to go through all your chakras, you know, one through whatever. I don't, I didn't, anyway, I don't follow a formula, you guys. When I start every session, it's literally my connecting with my team and your team saying, what do we have for this person today? I don't know your birth date. I don't know anything about you other than that you've booked the session and you have your name. I don't do numerology, so I'm not crunching numbers. I'm meeting, I'm turning on the recorder, and I'm saying, let's go. So I share for the first one-third of your session. I'm not asking you what you want to talk about. I don't, I don't want any questions from you. I know that sounds a little strange, and I asked my team years later, like, because I, I didn't know how other readers did readings. But um, I think I was listening to your call one time, and somebody said, no, i got to have a question if I'm going to do a reading for you. And I, was, I just kind of paused the recording, and I was like, why does she need a question? And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just like, why does she do it that way, and why do I do it this way? And what my team said, they said, well, if you start with somebody's question, the entire reading is already kind of anchored or tethered to their current vibrational state. That's not what we're doing in readings, Jill. Our entire intention is to offer them a completely different vibrational state, activations, healing, whatever, of where they could be, not where they are. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so I share for about the first third, whether you pick a 30-minute session, which is part of this package, um, or whether it's an hour, I share for about normally about 20, sometimes 25 minutes, sometimes longer, um, if your team is really chatty. But, and then the rest of the time, you have to ask any questions that you have. And the super fun thing is that most of the time, when we get to their part, they say, actually, you've answered all my questions. Right. <laughs> and yep. more, right? And then we can just talk about anything else. I mean, so am I a medium? Yes. But it more important than hang than talking to somebody, a deceased relative, 
it's even more like a big wow when we get to hear from your higher self of your partner, of your children, of your parents, alive or not alive in their human body suit anymore. So it's, I want to say, mediumship on steroids in a lot of ways. And it's not... I'm, it's con- my first par- priority is what does your higher self want you to know? That's my first step. But normally in the Q&A part, if there's a tricky relationship or something, amazing insights come through um, Yeah, that are just so practical and relevant to our lives and being our best self. And relationships are you know, part of the oddness and trickiness of being here. Anyway, so I love my private session work. I, um, it may be for some of you, if you do decide to do the package um, with the private session, it may be unsatisfying that the private session may be quite far out. But please keep in mind that it, the timing tends to be perfect, and I don't do 911 sessions. I don't do, oh, my God, this emergency is going on. I need to get out of this. Because in that state of reference, your state of mind in that moment is very uh, narrow. It's super, super limited. And what we're offering is what your soul wants to talk about, right? It's not that your soul is indifferent about your, your current emergency, but in the grand scheme of things, to your higher self, there isn't an emergency. To you, there is, and we definitely can talk about that. But some of some people get really like, no, 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 I have to meet this week. I've got this big decision. You're, I trust you. You've got that decision. You've been, you don't need me. And I won't make it for you anyway. I, if you try to hand me your authority, I'm going to keep handing it back to you because you have it, and it should be in your place. I, I will get mad at you as your sibling in this reality, your soul sibling, if you keep asking other people to confirm or deny decisions for you. I, I, I'd refuse to support that. That's not masterful. Yeah. Anyway, I agree. So private and, it's, and it's such a service, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's so such a service because you've held that for me when I was asking specific questions <laughs> and you wouldn't give me a definitive answer that I was necessarily <laughs> asking for. And and I love that because I knew enough to breathe in and go, oh, yeah. Um, but you would give me just the right words to nourish me during that time of indecision or mm. confusion or yeah. lack of clarity, if you, if you will. Mm. And And those words were pivotal in me being able to hold my own field and stepping into my own power that I have access to instead of yeah. leaking it out for others to try to fill those holes for me. So that was huge. Yeah. Oh, it's such an honor, too. I've always, and it's an honor. Oh, I love this work, and I love what we have access to right now and the level of support that we have. And I, I definitely love upgrading what it means to get an intuitive session from somebody um, and what that means and the level of support that it offers you. is just crazy good. So the recording is important because what I find from clients is sometimes they listen to it a year even down the road, and they're like, oh, my God, it's like a whole different reading for me now, I swear to God. <laughs> like, you didn't say that the first time, but it clearly is on the recording. So it's like lifelong benefits in the recordings. It's so cool. So I love that work. I love what comes through. And I love the practical yet completely like, oh, my God, I yes, that does make sense. That is who I am. How did I miss that? How was I not giving myself the credit I deserved? So it's inspiring, it's informative, it's healing, it's motivating, it's, it's so much information and wisdom. It's awesome. Anyway, so I love that. 
And outwitting with Tico. Oh my heavens, where do I start? This is <laughs> this is the most unusual series I have ever offered. It, I have ever offered, and I, I'm, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it because I I was also one of those people that was like, well, you got to stay positive. What you focus on, you expand, right? So the idea of basically having all these interviews with the 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 unconsciousness and what it is and how it gets how it bumps into us as as light based beings and how to work around it and how not to get so upset by it was so counterintuitive but by the middle of the first session I was like oh my god I see what's happening here I am I am one of those people I want to know how things work I really do Part of me wants to pretend that it doesn't matter, but I like answers. So when it comes to big, like existential questions of this reality, like, well, what happens when we die? What is it like before we're born? Um, why is there suicide? Why is there addiction? Like, what what can we do about that? The level of wisdom that came through about those types of situations literally blew my heart open. I felt so much compassion. I felt like we had like the secret locks, like the secret keys to the secret doors that we normally don't have in our humanness. Like, oh, you know, we'll never know the answer to that, Jill. And I was like, no, we got like amazing answers. And it's so enriching to us being our light here. And John, I never would have guessed that. So by the time I was going through the series and there's there's been uh, a good group of other people that have done it too, the feedback I get from the series is it's so grateful. And I, when you and I did the New York event in May, um, David, one of the guys that was in the audience, he was like, can you talk about this from the Outwitting with Tico series because it still is blowing my mind. That. And he said, and I want everyone here to know that. So we added it in to the New York event. And I, David, if you're listening, thank you again, Brooklyn Indigo, <laughs> for adding that That's awesomeness. Right. Yes. Because that it's true. There are so many rich fundamentals that are in that series that I I do so much work that I kind of it sounds silly for me to say this. I kind of forget. Maybe it is like Stevie Wonder and somebody says, Do you remember that one song? And he's like, Oh yeah, that's right, that was a good song. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Stevie Wonder for sure. But I think there are things that come through and all the stuff I've done that's like, Oh yeah, that's right, that was really good. I just keep going because I'm always excited about what's next. That's just how I'm built. Um, but this series, I guarantee and I love that you actually have a guarantee. I guarantee you it will help you feel more informed about your being your light here, which relates to what Isis was talking about, but way specific in the series. It will help you feel more stable when things don't go your way. It will give you much more insights and literally peace of mind about how this reality works. It feels like a handbook for being light here in this world. And it's stuff no one wants to talk about. Well, I'm, I'm being a little bit maybe exaggerated for effect there. But for what I've heard from people, and I mean, your, your audience is very savvy, John. That's one of the reasons I love it here. There are a lot of very sophisticated, very you know, well-read, well-versed, very educated light beings here. And what I find over and over again with the series is, oh, my God, I, that makes total sense. I've never heard that before. I'm glad I know that now. 
And I agree. And the level of awareness that comes through it, it's empowering. Um, oh, it's so again, empowering. It brings, it brings clarity and light to those yeah. things that we haven't been taught that, that we don't have awareness to. Um, and right. we shed light on that. It's, it's yeah. empowering. It brings you back to <laughs> yeah. your own power. It yeah. energizes you and it takes the confusion, the chaos out of yeah. the field and yeah. into making empowered choices. It's, it's <laughs> It's beautiful. It's such a fantastic series. Um, I'm laughing. Can I share some funny little examples? Yeah, please do. And I think this actually came through maybe, I think it came through in the series. There was a movie maybe 10, 15 years ago called A Few Good Men, and Jack Nicholson was in it. And he's this military sergeant or something, and he was in charge of just some horrible decisions that were going on at Guantanamo Bay. And Tom Cruise is in it. Demi Moore is in it. And he's on the stand, and he's like, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a part of enlightenment teachings that does kind of remind me of, well, you guys, you guys are all love and light. You can't talk about, like, what happens when somebody's on the verge of committing suicide. You can't talk about those things. It's like you're little snowflakes, and the sun will come out and just melt you, or you're caught in candy, <laughs> and it'll, you'll just be a sticky mess if you handle that kind of subjects. But what we were doing, we were keeping our light away from subjects that needed light. This series was like a runway into taboo subjects that a lot of love and light types of folks had stayed away from because they didn't feel like they could handle the truth. They felt like they would be too negative to go there. You will feel stronger in your light by going into these areas. And they're not, they're not taboo. It's, I mean, this, don't we all know somebody that's been depressed? To have, maybe some of us have been depressed. So to have the inner workings of like, this is what's going on in there. This is, this is the force in this reality that makes depression possible. When you start to get that, that code and like, oh, my God, that's the energy pattern, well, shit, I can handle that better next time, right? That's all it is? My light is stronger than that? Okay. Your, your mind has a better explanation, the real explanation, Isis just said, for how this reality actually works so that we can bring our light into any of it that crosses our paths. Mm. Because we yeah, can handle the like, truth. <laughs> Kuan Yin just said, because you can handle the truth. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, this is so wonderful, Jill. Again, so everybody on the call, this series is phenomenal. Uh, the private sessions of Jill are, they're just so enlightening and so uplifting and, and can be truly life-changing um, as you vibrate into more remembering what you have access to and, and put mm. that to use. So it's not just in concept. It's about actually creating it as a reality and amplifying in your field. So that's part of your walking mm-hmm. life. Um, so we take it beyond potential into actual into actualization. So it's huge. It's huge to do that. And again, take advantage of the special offer, the um, Unconsciousness Reveal, that wedding with Diego. That's $127. Mm. It's a two-payment option in that. And if you want that and the private session with Jill, um, it's only $60 more. Um, it's such a gift. It's $187 for the both of the packages. Um, mm. And, again, I hope you take advantage of it. There's a limit of 100 sessions last time. We, we sold out last season. Um, and Jill opened it up and um, created some more spaces um, for this season. So I'm grateful for that. 
and so thrilled that many of you are going to be able to participate in that. And again, to get to the special offers, all you have to do is click on the special offer button or go to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill17. Oh, Jill, this is so amazing. You know, but before mm. we end tonight, I want to ask you, um, what would you, what's your vision or your knowing about what we're embodying right now? And I, and I have to say embodying because my awareness is that we're grounding everything and all the work that we've done or whatever awareness that we've had, whether we've been doing this for two days or for two decades. Um, it's all part of our integration. And what do you feel is the invitation today and moving forward um, as, as the awareness around consciousness continues to increase? I'm feeling this message about no longer hiding. And there, there may be some that when I hear that, when, I'm, when the message, when the next step is stop hiding, some of you may immediately resonate with, yeah, I've been hiding, and I don't want to hide from myself anymore, hopefully, is what you're, hopefully is what you're saying, because I want to see your light as, as you want it to be in this world. There could be another portion of the audience here that when we say stop hiding, that you think, well, I'm not hiding. I'm out there doing this, and I'm out there doing that. But what's, what, what are you, what, what's next for you, and what else is there that you really wanted to do that you're not convinced the world is ready for. Because that's probably the thing you'll be the most proud of. And it may not have the numbers that, that make you super jazzed, right? But your sense of, I did that, I created this, I created that, will feel so good to you. Because it again, it's going back to what Isis was talking about with that other end of that ruler. This outwitting Batiko series that we that we're talking about in the special offer, I had I known what we were going to do in that series, I would have done it years ago, right? I didn't know where we were going to go with that, and when I did it at first, I'm like, no one's going to want this package <laughs> because because it's not a normal it's not a normal series, right? And some you know it's and some people don't feel like they can handle the truth, right? Um, so it's so it's so counterintuitive, but. But again, the results are speaking for themselves. So is it for everybody? Is it for somebody that's super, super dedicated to like law of attraction teachings and almost dogmatic about the doctrine of staying positive? Maybe not. I, I think it is. And, and you'll prove to yourself another range of your light that takes LOA teachings to another leap forward that I think is beneficial. But this whole idea of, of no longer hiding from ourselves, it, it's hard to know whether you're an intuitive or not an intuitive, what's around your next corner. There's this idea that our mind has that there is something set up for us around the next corner, and it's a lie. Mm. What ends up around the corner is what you put there. There's, it's not waiting for you. You make it. How do you think that happens? It happens by you stretching your own boundary, your own sense of who and what you are. And you don't have to abandon anything else you're doing. I have amazing people I hang out with that are amazingly high vibe, that literally are 
in regular kind of day jobs. They're physicians, they're attorneys, they're house, you know, they're they're mothers, they're fathers, they're engineers, they're you know, a barista at Starbucks. We're everywhere, you guys. We're everywhere. And there's nothing in what we're saying that says that you can't have a day job to fully be your light. Nothing in this reality needs to get in the way. A marriage, um, an unhealthy relationship with a sibling, which a lot of us have, by the way, um, me included. <laughs> there, there are, there's nothing that needs to get in the way of us more fully expressing and experiencing and exploring the eternal light that we are here. It's exciting. So there, there is no need to, there's no need to hide. It is, it's so safe here. So any old programming about, oh, it's not safe, somebody will reject me. Oh, I get rejected every day. Every day. It's okay. <laughs> it's not stopping me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so freeing to no longer hide. Yes, it is. It's freeing, and it's and again, rejection isn't necessarily rejection. It's, it's a quote that I hear all the time. It's a point in the right direction. Mm, I love that. Yeah, and <sighs> if we can trust that, if we can trust that we're being guided by a force that loves us, even though we might not be able to see it, but gosh, if we can feel it, and again, listen to the replay of this call, guys. Feel oh, yeah. into Isis's energy. Feel mm-hmm. into Buddha. Um, feel into Jill's energy as she transmits her love. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a feeling that you know of, and if you just pay enough attention, that's the resonance that will guide you. That's what you're looking for. When it feels right in your body in that way, you know that it's a yes. And that which doesn't feel right, that which, again, may seem rejecting, again, is pointing you towards that amplification of love that's waiting for you to say yes and to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the clarity around mm-hmm. that, is, it's life-changing and life-altering, and, and it puts us into a state of trust, first trust within ourselves, because we're equipped, we have these beacons within ourselves, these homing devices that searches is constantly magnetized towards towards that which is in harmony with it or seeking to amplify that harmonics into an expanded state of benevolence. Um, And and that's what you do, Mm. Jill, through your transmissions, through the work that you do, through the channeling and mediumship that you bring in. uh, So many different aspects of you that are all at the core of love. And with Mm. that, there there are no mistakes. Everything is beautiful. Um, And we just follow those threads. Um, What would seem like blindly but I would more like to say that it's in alignment with what we already know and we don't have to see it in a physical reality to know that it exists, but the materialization of it will show itself in so many different ways uh, as we let go of control Mm. of what it should look like and allow the gift of what it can be to unfold in Mm. front of us. I love this. Koinian is just offering totally related to everything you just said which we loved let your light be wherever you are Mm. oh beautiful and Jill with that thank you so much for today's call and before Mm. we say complete goodbye again everybody the replay link we'll send that a little bit later in an email so watch for that you're going to want to come back and listen and get into this energy again I know it's just so beautiful Um, but even before you get the email 
If you want to log in, give us about 20 to 30 minutes. We'll have a replay up, and you can find that at beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash replay. And, of course, Jill's special offer um, with the package with the Wintico mm. unconsciously revealed, and, of course, her private sessions um, are available by clicking on the special offer button or by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill17. And, Jill, with mm-hmm. that now, thank you so much. You're so welcome. So yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, it's so funny. We didn't even talk about the fact that there will be. I've opened up another live Q and A call for anyone that participates in the Outwitting with Tico series. So we'll have another opportunity for those of you that are going through it the first time to uh, write down your questions and have more dialogue. And it's almost like it ends up being like a 90-minute to two-hour workshop just for this group. And I love doing that. Um, I love interacting with this group, and I'm so excited to share the series with you guys. I can't wait to see what you decide to make it mean for you and your amazingness here. So it makes me very excited. Oh my God! Don't thank you so Jill, much. Jill, the people—I was going to say—the people that are on the our friends, our family that was on retreat with us in Egypt. I mean, so many of them had participated in in this series and the awareness of yeah, this, and that's true. they talked about it. They were part of it. They were like their yeah. their awareness around it, how they bonded around the enlightenment that it brings was really remarkable. It was so impressive. Um, and again, that was brought up during our talks yeah. in New York also. It just it speaks to mm. the um, impact that it's having um, and enlightening people to an awareness that perhaps wasn't there before. So, again, it's phenomenal. Sure. Guys, Good. Jill, Jill, thank you. I love you. You're amazing. I um, love you, John. Yeah, and everyone listening or listening on the replay as well, thank you for being on this call. Thank you for amplifying the field for us in these conversations and these energy transfers um, because as as we get to share this, we get to grow as well in the process, and we're constantly supporting each other in that. So thank you for being the guides mm-hmm. and teachers that you are. Whether you, whether you know that you're doing it or not, trust me, you're doing it. Um, and it's with that that I bow to you and namaste. Um, send you a big hug, a ton of love, and look forward to seeing you on the next call. Have a great evening.